This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Okay, so I have these off-mic conversations with people all the time, and this gentleman I actually had in the studio, uh, he is the CFO of 100 Coconuts, which I've talked about a lot, and he also is in the finance game. But I found him so incredible that I wanted to bring him back and have a podcast with him. Let me welcome Ramadan Amin. Welcome. Thank you, Karen. It's really good to be here. (laughs) Good to see you again as well. Yeah, so we were having this conversation about showing up in different rooms, and I was telling you that, you know, as a as a black woman, early in my career, I found myself being the only black person in many rooms invited, you know, with folk CEOs in, in places, and I didn't like it, and I decided that I was not going to do that anymore, and you told me that was a bad decision. <laughs> I, I I did I I did tell you that that there are other were other ways to do it and that the other way to do it was just bring a plus one who could really benefit from being in that room or potentially take some of those ideas back and create many versions of those. But you, you were saying that you know being in a room as the only black person that you're able to see certain things and I was like I I understood what you were saying but I was saying that I show up a certain kind of way yeah. so when I walk in a room people on their P's and Q's, you know, and I was sharing with you when I was growing up, you know, I was the big kid, the fat kid or whatever. And so I was ready. So at an early age, you know, my mouth was vicious. So I, in my, in my mind, I said, I'm going to attack you verbally so that you never think about saying anything to me. And so I walk in the room with that energy. So people aren't going to necessarily slip up and say the N word around me. That's correct. Or else, you know, right. But they may around you, even though your name is Ramadan, you know, <laughs> they may feel comfortable because you're, you're a guy, you wear glasses, and right. you're, you're affable, you have a nice tone, you you, you. you, you present yourself very well. Do, do people say crazy things around you in they, rooms? They do say crazy things around me and they preface it by saying, no offense intended. And then they <laughs> say what they want to say. I, I'm more interested in getting the information than I am in, in having it be about me. And so if I need to hear someone say something, then I will hear it, receive it, and then take them aside and educate them about it. But I need to hear it, and I need to, it to be given to me in a way in which they feel comfortable giving it. Tell me the, the ice cream story. So the ice cream story is, when I was a kid, I, I wanted we were all looking at dessert, and I said I wanted ice cream. I wanted strawberry ice cream. How many kids in your family? There's there four children uh-huh. and my mother. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's five altogether. And at the time, my mother, uh, my stepfather... And they were they were all excited about about seeing a play, or I don't recall what it was. Phoenix College had some football game, and we saw it. And it was time to go celebrate. Or, and everyone wanted to go to get to get. I wanted to get ice cream, and they wanted something else. And so I said, "This is this is stupid. I'm out." I didn't say it like that, but whatever I said as a kid. And when I came back, they all had cake. They had cake, and and I realized then that when I walked out of the room, I lost the right to have an opinion. I lost the right to direct the conversation or to learn why people wanted what they wanted. And I just never, I never walked out of a situation anymore because I wanted to have the power that I removed myself from. Not all of us are invited to those rooms. That's right. And so I guess there's a great value in being the one magical Negro invited um, some of us feel like you know we're we're 
magical because we're invited. For me, it's insulting. So when every time I would show up and I'm the only black person, I'm like, I'm not your pet. So you can't parade me around and introduce me to show that you're not racist. So I'm not coming anymore. That was my rebellion, right. uh, rebellious attitude. Right. For you, it's an opportunity. Oh, yes. It's an opportunity to be someplace I'd never been before, to meet people that I wouldn't get access to, and to hear things that I wouldn't normally hear. And then I can then be a conduit for my community to share that information, give it back to them. And generally speaking, they're probably you know, the wealthiest, let's say the wealthiest company in the, in the Northeast region. Uh, it wouldn't be bad if you were a mini version of that and the wealthiest company in your town doing the exact same thing. I love that. I, I envy that. Right. Um, because I've been this way since I was about seven or eight. <laughs> so so there was no kind of putting the genie back in the bottle. Um, and truthfully, I do move very um, differently and different. You know, you know sure. I'm smart. So I know yeah. when to hold them, when to fold them. And I know right. how to, you know, play mental jujitsu with the best of them. But my public persona right. is one of, you know, watch your mouth. That's brash over the top like I'm going to be in your face. Sure. Um, but I wish I could come in a little bit more covertly but i know that my energy is what it is so yeah there's no no turning that back but i we need more ramadans in the room you know what i'm saying we need more yeah. people who are co- devoted to the community yet white people feel comfortable around them right because <laughs> they do that right I, they, they i'm do. watching you they do feel comfortable even though your name is ramadan that's right all right and that what that means what that i know that's a ho- uh not it, a holiday it's it, a holy day it's, in islam it is very much like lent so the ninth month of the Islamic calendar when Muslims pray, fast, and renew their faith in God. And so at Lent, very similarly for Catholics, is a month where Catholics fast and renew their faith in God. And at the end of the, the, the period of time, renew, repent, and start anew, right? So who who decided to name you that? What's the story? My, my father... <laughs> that's bold. My father was very much about uh, the black the black movement, and there really there's only three places you can sit. You can sit with the Christian movement, which is nonviolence. You can sit with the militant arm, which is the Black Panthers, or you can sit with the with the arm of I know who I am and I won't be pushed around. And that that well, is that was Black Panther too. That, that was Black Panthers with with the other part of it, which is which, which I I would see as and and we are going to create our own mini state, and we don't care what you think about that. Uh, at, whereas my experience in the Muslim community was, I know who I am, and I'm not going to let you take that from me, which is very subtly different. It is. It is. I'm, I might be a Muslim. <laughs> where where I, I, I will take what you have to give me, uh, but there is a wall and a backstop, and when you hit it, God help you. Right. Right. And, okay. Um, and as long as you don't hit it, then we're fine. Right. Uh, because it's not about me. It's about my movement in the space. It's my community and my team. And it's about the family and and me being that support for them. So, in that in that vein, which was very much my father's approach, he he was a part of the community. And when I was born during Ramadan, instead oh. of instead of naming me Thomas Edward Lowe, he named me Ramadan Ibn Amin. And Amin means uh, Amen, but in Arabic, it is it is the most superlative adjective that you can assign to someone who has integrity. Mm. And so it's that's so I am Ramadan, son of truth, and and because of that, uh, I discovered at a, at a young age that people didn't forget my name and didn't forget me, and I had to be it. I had to begin live up to all of that, or else oh. I'd have a life that was quite painful. Yes, period. 
Yeah, so I, I say this all the time that, you know, don't frivolous, frivolously name your child. Mm. Um, have some thought about it. And the, the thing that I'm embracing right now with the African culture is all African names, people that I've met, they all have meaning and they're meaningful. And you can step into your purpose behind what you were named because you have something to aspire to That's as opposed right. to Alize. Hey, this is Karen Hunt, and I remember the first time I tried HelloFresh. It was a chili satan. I was doing something vegetarian. I had never heard of satan before, but it was delicious, and it looked just like chili, but it was vegetables, right? And now I'm doing even more vegetables because I love to eat healthy, and I also love to cook, and HelloFresh makes both of those things really easy. So you can sign up right now at HelloFresh.com slash KH80. That's my code, KH80, and you get $80 off your first four boxes or $20 off each of your first four boxes at HelloFresh.com, KH80. And what are they cooking now? Oh, they have heirloom tomato flatbreads with pesto, fresh mozzarella, and balsamic greens. And what's really cool, step-by-step instructions, pre-measured ingredients, fresh ingredients, comes right to your door. You don't have to worry about the supermarket and standing in line right in your door. So you spend less time planning and grocery shopping, more time doing the things you love. And all of these meals come together in about 30 minutes or less. They even have family plans. There's something for everyone. Classic meals, veggie meals, family dinners, all of that at HelloFresh.com slash KH80. Sign up today. It's delicious. I love it. You'll love it, too. Let me know what you think. Right. Or Mercedes. Right. It is. It is. A, it's a benediction. <laughs> yes. And it's a challenge and a vision. Absolutely. So, challenges of being in that skin with that yeah. name yeah. in this world. Yeah. How did you navigate that to this success? Yes. Well, I I I mentioned just you know the the, the teacher telling me that I was done for. Oh, did the teacher tell you that? He told me, uh, it doesn't matter what you do. You're nothing but a punk, and in a couple years, you'll either be dead or in jail. What what grade was this? I was in the fifth grade. What school? Let's call this teacher <laughs> out. Uh, no, we won't tell. We won't say his name. But what school? I, I was in Osborne Middle School in in Phoenix, Arizona, and he was the wrestling coach at the time. And he what what precipitated him telling you that you would either be dead or in jail? I was a child who was acting out, and and I had I had been somebody had told. A bunch of kids to come get me, and and to my to my own surprise, they did. And come I, get you and beat you up. They grabbed me. They grabbed okay. me to take me to the teacher. And there was a girl who got in the way. She was in the eighth grade, and I I hit her uh, a number wow. of times to get her to let go of me. Um, and so I was in house suspension. He was the wrestling coach. It's not that hard to put two and two together. My father wasn't around, and so. My acting out was clearly, even for the early 1980s, my acting out was still something that had an attribution. And the wrestling coach opted not to go, this kid just needs a little more loving, right? A little more attention. Uh, he he said, do you have any idea what I'm going to, the look and her parents are going to give me when I tell them what happened to their daughter? Why don't you pick on someone your own size? Why don't you come hit me? And I was crying at the time underneath the table and in-house in a little closet. And he got in my face, and I had a pencil in my hand. And he said that. He said, why don't you come pick on me? Why don't you hit me? Do it. And, and all I could think about was if I, if I do something with his pencil and his face, then I'm done. And my mother will never forgive me. And so I didn't. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. And that's when he said to me, that's what I thought. You're nothing but a punk. It doesn't matter what you'll do. Because in a couple of years, you're going to be dead or in jail. And I kept his name. 
address and phone number in my phone, in my phone book until I was, until my, until I was into my 30s before I finally just let it go. But what was that? What did that represent? Because you did something that uh, yeah, well, he, he changed, warranted him saying he, these he, things to you. He changed my life. Okay. He, he, Got <laughs> you. Listen, I'm not mad. I'm not. Right. Listen, I let it go when I realized he transformed my life. He made me think, he's right. I will probably end up dead or in jail if I don't do something. So I had a bottom, and I was already at the bottom. And if I did nothing differently, I already knew my future. What, where was your dad, this brilliant man that named you Ramadan El-Amin? My, I'm going to start crying. So um, my, my father um, was in Arizona just trying to figure out how to deal with what Arizona was like, which I know it was the 80s, but for those people that know Arizona, they got rid of the Martin Luther King holiday in the 80s. Right. This this is not a. They didn't. I mean, John McCain didn't want to pass it. They they rejected it. So yeah. it, it was it was a, it was a place where I was called nigger in in the eighties all the time. I had lots of run-ins with the police. I had to figure out how to do stuff that that normally, most people had to deal with in the sixties. So my uncle and I have we have similar experiences, although he's in his seventies and I'm in my forties. Wow. Um. And so so he, my mother and father. He was a Muslim, and, and at the time, he disciplined his wife. Uh, my mom didn't particularly like it, and so he came home one day, and, he, and they were gone. So I told you my mom is over the moon after receiving her FabFitFun box, and it's incredible. $200 worth of product for just $49.99 per season. Many products cost more than you pay for the entire box. Uh, she got wine glasses, a robe. I mean, it was so many wonderful things. Of course, self-care, treat yourself. The box is customizable, so you, you answer some questions and you get to design a box for the person that you're sending it for or for yourself. Uh, I like to share. I like to give gifts. This is going to be my favorite go-to to give gifts to people in my life, particularly the women in my life that I absolutely love and I want to say thank you to. Go to fabfitfun.com, fab as in fabulous, fit as your fit, fun.com. Use my coupon code, this is Karen, and you get $10 off your first box. At www.fabfitfun.com, use my coupon code, this is Karen. This is K-A-R-E-N, $10 off at fabfitfun.com. We were gone. Your mom. My mom so and my you siblings. you putting your hands on a woman was not unusual. Uh, for it me? Was something that you saw. Well, I, I, I did see it, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't common. He didn't do right. it very frequently. But as a matter of fact, if you ask my siblings, they don't recall it, but, but I do. Um, and so it wasn't a surprise, but he didn't recover. He, he, he broke down. To, he's, I'm like him. So if I got married and I came home and I had a, the days that I had in Arizona in the 80s and I came home to the only place, my sanctuary and my family was gone, I, 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 I would never recover. <laughs> so he, he did drugs. He, he turned to drugs and alcohol and he effectively became an addict until, until I was in my early teens. Where is he now? He's dead. He's dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. He, uh, uh, when I was 13, he finally got clean, and he spent from the time I was 15 until uh, until my 30s um, helping people get yeah. sober. I love that. So he started something called the House of Miracles in Phoenix, and uh, tens of thousands of people owe their sobriety and their life-changing experience to him. But 
but it was it was definitely <laughs> not not easy for him. Yeah, so. Ramadan. I mean, so coming from that day of brokenness, yeah, through your dad's situation, to now sitting. Where you, tell us, you know, you're a CFO or head of develop. Like, what? what yes. What are you doing now? So I, I um, I I worked at a company called BlackRock. Uh, that was run and CEO'd by Larry Fink. And Larry Fink, formerly was a bond trader, who discovered and understood that really, business and investments is about managing downside and understanding your downside because you are remunerated for risk, but if you're not correctly measuring your risk then your downside could be far more than you think it is and your upside's not not um adjusted to properly and adequately reflect your your downside so upside and downside have to it's called risk adjusted returns and and in that process of really being responsible i began to understand that that's kind of complex and and founders who are visionaries need to be able to take and be visionaries but still take that visionary concept and relate it back to realistic, actual, here I am, here's where I'm going, this is the process, this is the governance around it, and these are leading lag indicators for how we think we're going to do. And that is predictable. And that an investor can really begin to understand their risk. And based on their understanding of their risk and their knowledge of the space, they have the ability to make right decisions around whether they want to place their money with your investment or not. And it's just math. That's just it's math just, and language. Math, math and language. And so after I left BlackRock, I began to understand that this is a commodity that founders need to understand and leverage, but don't necessarily need to have. And so I I I am a CFO to some, I am a COO to others, and I in all of those cases I function as an investor relations, where I lend on some level my ability to communicate and my credibility. To, to the CEO to help them tell their story. And that's how I met you. 100 Coconuts is the latest company, one of many that you are helping to get to the next level, and I thank you for that because the coconut water is delicious. Let me just say that. Um, we're very happy to hear that. You were telling me also off mic, um, just flippantly, there, there's only ten, uh, seven to ten ways to make right. money, right? Yes. There's only seven to ten ways to make money, and you said it all starts with supply and demand, right? right? So there there are, I mean, listen. Oh, is it supply and demand the, or? There, or no, it's it's. Buy low, buy, there's sell only, high. There's only one, and, okay. and that's buy low, sell high, right? You, you, when you, when you're, when you're a company, you have an employee. That employee gives you their time, and, and they give you their time for anywhere from fifty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars an hour or a year. And for that, they like produce, that? they produce something, <laughs> right. and then you sell that something as a as a business. And so, uh, yes, there is a a. 10 different models of a business model where you can make money off the buy low sell high model. Okay. And and those 10 are are ad-based revenue. Okay. Right, which I think is pretty Yeah. So that's this podcast, right? That's right. Brought to you by No, I'm just like, it's like whomever's <laughs> advertising in this podcast. That's right. right. The affiliate model program where where someone else gets to gets to sell what you're doing. Uh, as their product. Okay, so if I have an Amazon link, I put right. it on a book. People buy the book. That's right. I get a percentage of everything that you know. That's correct. That comes in off of that. Uh, transaction revenue, which means it's like a credit card. So it's okay, $13. like Visa, Mastercard. That's, that's Every time correct. you use it, they they charge a transaction fee to yep. the person. That's right. That... The other is subscription model. SiriusXM. Like SiriusXM, where there is a you understand there is a minimum 
quality that you're going to get. Sometimes, some days it's going to be amazing. Sometimes it's going to be just pretty good. But in all cases, it's something you can bank on and, and certain for. And for that, you're willing to pay a monthly fee for that. Web sales. Okay. Web sales is very much an offshoot of transaction where you just go online and you sell something. Direct sales is what we do at at Hunter Coconuts, where if you go to our Instagram or our webpage, you can buy directly on, on our website. It's not available in the stores? Not, it's not available in stores until early winter, end of, end of the fall. So we're looking at uh, October, November time frame where we'll, we'll be in select stores. From the retail side, it's a different perspective because now you're a retailer. You're a big box, and you're mm-hmm. now looking at coconut water, Coca-Cola, Snickers. Right. Who am I going to bring in? Why? What's selling? Inventory. Oh. That's, that's correct. Ooh, that's a nightmare. That's right. My father had a corner store, so I yeah, understand right. that retail. And, and so in some cases, products even have to contribute money to to the store to actually get the Yeah, they put a um, Coke, I think, put a, a refrigerator in his uh, store. That's right. And they pay for it. That's right. Uh, then the product is free, which is one of my favorites. Freemium. Oh, like, well, is that freemium? That's not freemium. So free would be if Apple gave you a free if if Apple gave you free phones uh, and then from there you had to buy iPod, earbuds and all these other things and download the apps and pay for those right and... it, what they do is they keep you they keep you captive by giving you something free and then they they sell you all these services right on some level it's what you do with your car if you lease it you get a really relatively cheap car and maintenance becomes expensive and that's how they make their money so the other is the freemium model okay the that's different than is, free okay. right so that would be um, if you have Bejeweled or some game on your phone, you like to play it, it's fun, but sometimes you run out, run out of tries or you need more time, and so for that, you watch a commercial. Or is it the same as Netflix giving me the trial for three months, and then I'm like, it's that, free, and that, then I'm, no, that's something different? Th- that is, that's the loss leader. So if you have okay. a subscription for a year and a half, right? Uh, and, and I know that you're going to do it for a year and a half, I'll give you three months for free. And then the year and a half will start later. But either way, in all cases, I'm still getting my full I'm, money. I'm going to get a year and a half of money from you. <laughs> it's all psychological. And since it costs me nothing to right. give it to you for free, I'm happy to do it because I still understand your user your user tendencies and what you're looking for. I want to start. I wanted to start this conversation with you because uh, I was fascinated by you. We still haven't gotten into your story. I want to get into <laughs> your actual story. No, because you yeah. know there are many different ways to move in this world. Yes. Right. That's right. But just a few that are successful. And you seem to figure something out. I don't suggest people move the way I do. Yeah. Because it's it's a rough <laughs> a rough road yeah. to get to a place, but eventually everything opens up. But That's to right. get there it takes something. And I just want to present to people different ways and different stories that Certainly. will inspire them to you know, just what you just did right now was impo- important because I'm sure there's somebody sitting there right now thinking about r- starting a business. Well, which model works, right. which one doesn't? As a CFO, COO, you know, it depends, right, on right. a lot of things. And I want to, f- in the future, talk more. That sounds we're, good. We're going to have to wrap up because you have to go, I have to go. But I just want to introduce people to you because I think you're amazing. Um, and we're gonna, you're going to hear more from Ramadan Amin right here on my podcast because we're going to have these talks quite frequently. Thank you. you. You're going to agree to that? Like, I, I just threw that on you. I, I do agree to it. I commit <laughs> to it. I, I do not believe that I have a method that works, but I do believe if you do what I did, at a minimum, you'll get here or close to here. And okay. that that's almost a promise. And here is, he's got agency. I'm just telling you all off mic. All right. All right. Listen, thank you for joining me. Till next time. 